Welcome to Swatch of Horrors, a podcast about beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. This is a show all about the side of beauty that you don't really hear about, and it's all told from the perspective of the makeup artist, hairstylist, nail techs, just about anybody in the beauty industry. I'm your host, Memes. I'm a former makeup artist who is no longer active in the beauty scene, but you know what? I still have a place in my heart for it, and I'm here to share these stories with you. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, this just might be the perfect episode because I'm going to recap and highlight some key moments and interviews that I've had this year as we close out 2020. I think this might even be my off week. Yeah, because this is a bi-weekly podcast now. So consider this a bonus episode just to flush 2020 down the toilet and give it a, you know, send off. I don't, you know, I don't want to be too entirely negative about 2020. I feel relatively like somewhat guilty because it hasn't been completely horrible for me. I have my loved ones in good health, even though we don't really get to see them. So that's good. People I know for the most part are healthy and my whole household's healthy and I have my job and I can't complain too much. And I, my heart goes out to everyone who has had a loss, multiple losses, whether it be financial, physical, like you've lost someone. It has been a tough year for a lot of people and I am ready for next year. I'm sure you are too. I am so over 2020. Like, aren't we all? I'm over this damn virus. Like, I don't even really want to talk about it anymore. I honestly, I don't think I want to do the COVID catch-up segment anymore because I think, you know, we've all kind of learned how to deal with some of these things. Although I must say that it's just an ongoing thing. Like, mental health is huge. A huge thing for me and I do struggle here and there. I'm not saying that I don't struggle anymore. Like mentally I teeter-totter a lot and I think I'm at a point where I'm just so over it. Not saying that I'm letting my guard down by going out or anything. I'm actually like hunkering down because of how bad it is right now out there in California. I am, if it's like really unnecessary, like I'm not really doing, I'm not doing it. Like doing curbside pickup for whatever I need. If I'm going to the grocery store, I'm just like in and out. I think I'm just mentally exhausted with everyone else being mentally exhausted and just, I'm, I'm really disappointed and I'm kind of drained by the disappointment that I've seen from everything and everyone and, and just the way that our government has handled it and how people are just in denial about about their actions, you know, like instead of just saying that, you know, oh, you know, I probably contracted COVID by doing all this extracurricular activities with my friends. No, it's like, oh, well, I probably got it from um this the delivery man. Like, I don't know, just really random things like I'm seeing people go to parties and quinceañeras and everything and then they come back with COVID and they're like oh well I probably got it from touching my groceries like what you don't think you got it from that party you went to like two and a half weeks ago are you like 
what world are we living in? I'm so over it. Like, I'm so over it. I'm just disconnecting myself from all the bad decisions people are making because it doesn't involve me anymore. Like, I'm not hanging out with these people. Why does it affect me? I think it affects me because I truly care about, like, humanity and seeing these behaviors, like, is not helping the big picture. But you know what? I can't do anything about it. I don't know if it's just, like, being a Capricorn, like, just feeling so, like, emotionally involved and just feeling a lot of feelings. That's hard on me, so I just want to not care anymore, but it's hard to not care about what other people are doing because it, it affects, it come back, it somehow affects me and my feelings, but I just got to learn to let that go. You know, I, we're all over it. We're done. Like we're over it, but like, I feel like, like I've, I mentioned, like we're almost there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. Just hang in there. I know it's hard, but, but we can do it if, if I can, like, you know, we can do, we can do this. So just hang in there, be smart. Hopefully some of my family will still be alive to enjoy the next coming year. And I think that also gets to me too. I'd like to try to shift my focus to all the accomplishments, the positives, and I'm not forcing any positivity on anybody because, you know, it's definitely hard for me to be positive, but I just want to acknowledge all the good things that have happened because those are the things that keep me going. And I think that will also keep a lot of people going too, is just look at all your blessings, everything great that you have going on. And you know what? This show, Swatch of Horrors, was born out of quarantine. And so were a lot of podcast this year and I think that was a really cool thing that happened people got creative and you know you don't need a lot of money to start a podcast um you I mean you do need some but you can you can do a podcast with very very little very little resources and I've seen people do it and you you wouldn't even know that they're not working with a lot so it can be done. Everything that you want to learn is online, is on YouTube. I encourage anybody who has an idea, just just run with it. Why not now? Now that we're, you know, we've I've aired my grievances with 2020, let's get right into the show and let's highlight all of my key moments and interviews that I've had with Swatch of Horrors. Swatch of Horrors. This first clip comes from episode 7, Shady with No Dark Shades, with my girl Brittany Whitfield, who is the owner of Crash and Blend, a brand new product that prevents your makeup from transferring onto your clothes. It's a face covering. It's really cool. It's a product that every freelancer or just anybody who wears makeup and wants to change, like you're going to need that. So check it out at Crash and Blend is the Instagram. It's a really cool new product. No, this is not sponsored at all. Here we get into her story about 
working for a brand that didn't carry dark shades. And let me tell you, it gets a little shady and it gets a little tricky. Like I've been willing to tell the story to the motherfucking New York Times girl. Like I was so (laughs) upset. So basically this dark skinned girl pulls up to the counter and I had no foundation for her color. Like I legit was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed because you know what? That in that very moment, I realized I'm perpetrating a fraud. In that very moment, I looked at the the gondola or whatever it is, the the the, the setup, mm-hmm. the display unit, and there was no, there was only the, like I told you, the safe dark shade. Like it was, it was like <laughs> the caramel, you know, <laughs> the Kerry Washington shade. It was like that. Yeah, <laughs> it stops there, right? And I was like, and I looked at her and I said, "Listen, girl." I was like, I'm a real ass makeup artist and I'm gonna give you a real ass recommendation. I was like, turn your ass around, go to Barney's and go to NARS. And I was like, you're gonna get this color shade. And NARS is great. And I really had to, and I was, listen, and I was so mortified. I forgot that I, I don't know why I didn't think about this when, when I, my heart starts, but I was so mortified that that next day I called the account executive mm-hmm. and I go, hey, I was like, so. Had an interesting experience at the counter. Um, I was like, <laughs> I was like, a woman walked in and we were unable to provide a product for her because we literally didn't make it. Like we yeah. literally didn't have an option for her. Like I couldn't even say, I couldn't say anything. And I was like, and I know that I'm a contractor, so maybe I'm not prepped in certain trainings or something or updates or on whatever. How to so, create her own shade on your, at your counter? <laughs> yo, I couldn't even do that. Like it didn't even like you. Had, like, what was you shouldn't have to. Exactly, I had to grind up black eyeshadow or something. Like, what was I going to do to make her shade? Like, I was like, so anyway, this bitch responds to me and she goes, let me tell you the top craziest excuses that any brand says. And this is what she said, all of them. Number one excuse. Oh, um, well, we're coming out with a new formula. Okay, bitch, so where's the old formula? <laughs> like, so, so the old formula only works for the white shades? I'm confused. Because like, then that means we shouldn't be selling the old formula at all if it's Mm -hmm. not appropriate to sell to half the shade range (laughs) like so that was excuse number one I was like so my rebuttal oh that's interesting because the display unit didn't even have any holes in it like it's one thing if it had like some spaces missing right like okay well these are where the dark shades should have been yeah no it was made exactly the way (laughs) it was said to be made you know, so I was like, well, where are the spaces? Like the gun, the, the, the display unit seemed like it was, it was, you know, it was complete. Oh, well, you know, she was like, well, actually, to be honest with you, like we really don't sell a lot of those shades. So that it's a tricky situation. When a white person tells you some shit is tricky, bitch, there ain't nothing tricky about this situation. I was like, tricky? What do you mean? Oh, man. Like, it's oh, like they don't imagine. they don't market to darker shades, so they're not selling Straight to darker shades. Up. Mind you, mind you, I believe this was in 2016. No, this was in 2000. This had to be in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that's weird. I was like, so what do we offer? Like, what do we offer to these clients that we have to turn away? Like, basically, you're saying you don't give a shit about their money yeah. because the foundations there cost sixty five dollars. So there's no shot that you're trying to tell me that. You were not like, cause I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, so you're willing to jeopardize making maybe a third more of the projections that you already have 
you're willing to not make that money because you don't want black people in your store. Because that's basically what you're wow. saying. You're basically yeah. telling me that if Naomi Campbell walked in here right now, I have to tell her to go home. Like, that's what you're telling me right now. I just go to NARS. Go to NARS. Go to NARS. Because I know you know Francois. So go to Francois NARS and then they're going to hook you up because I can't hook you up. Like, literally, I was like, I couldn't believe what this woman said. She said it's tricky because they don't really sell that many shades. Okay, well, maybe because you have never had a black model ever, <laughs> like, on the front of a store yeah. or a beauty campaign to even, you know. So how about this, though? That was in 2016. 2017, Fenty came out. Guess what happened? Started making dark shades. And I was like, also still remains to be seen. They still they ain't that dark. Let's not get it twisted. But I'm just saying that <laughs> all of a sudden they started valuing the black dollar. And I was like, and mind you, that's also because it's like a private owned company and like LVMH owns Fenty, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there was some sort of competition in that. I'm sure there mm-hmm. was something to do with that too. Yeah. But I say like the fact that this woman like really didn't have any excuse. She was like, I was like, do we offer any gifts, any promotions, anything for our clients that we have to turn away? No. Like there's basically like, nah, send them home. We don't care. Like that was, if you had to like streamline what she was trying to say, that was that. And not even like offer a solution. Oh, oh, like I'll I'll bring this to the top. I'll let somebody know about this. And she didn't even offer any of that. Oh no, she was just like she. First of all, the tricky thing was what threw me because I was like, <laughs> y'all love the tricky word. Like, oh, that's tricky. No, it's not tricky actually. Like, it's just straight easy, call, but... <laughs> pretty much call it what it is because y'all have all of the money in the world. So there's no excuse. Period, in my opinion. So. Mm-hmm. At that moment is, I think, what I realized for sure. Like, it's always been, like, it's always been me standing on a soapbox advocating. But I think for me, that was a pivotal moment in my career where I was like, I got to go twice as hard when I work with a brand. Because I really felt like a fraud. Like, I was like, yo, it just so, and it, it doesn't help that I am, like, a passable, you know, light-skinned girl. So I'm like, okay, well, clearly my shade's here. But mm-hmm. to be, but to even also put it in perspective for you, like, my shade was even towards the end. I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? Like, I was so embarrassed. I really was so embarrassed. And I really never really, I've never worked with them again. This next clip comes from my interview with Andre, a skincare professional from episode three titled The Skin Care Professionals Color Matching Horrors. This involves a color matching incident gone wrong when a brush decides to... Do a lot of shedding. So I took it and I started like swatching her and we found her color. But the problem is that the brush was like literally coming off and it kept shedding. And it like it literally just would not stop shedding. And it was just like gross. And this is a big fluffy powder brush. So it was all over her face, her chin, her neck. And I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, Can you (laughs) can you take this off? I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Like, I got you. So I grabbed like a tissue and like it was not coming off with the tissue. So I just grabbed the brush and I'm just brushing her face, trying to like flick it off. And it works, right? But it's also shedding more on her skin. And I go and there's like one more here. I was like, all right, I got, I'm determined to get this. And I'm like flicking it and it just keeps moving. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the lady's like looking at me like, are you dumb? Like, can you not get this hair off? I was like, I'm sorry, this is a little trick. So then I go and she like puts her neck back and then she grabs a mirror and I'm, I'm going and then she's even trying to like do it. And she's like looking at me and then we realize that's a chair on her neck that is literally so long that it a hair on her a neck. hair on her neck coming out like facial hair like how guys have like long 
as facial hair. It was this long strand of hair. It was like literally at least an inch and a half, just like jutting out. And I was like, oh my God, it's attached to her neck because she went for it. And we realized what it was. And she immediately, like the minute she knew that that was a neck hair, she literally took the mirror and she put it down and I was mortified. She looked at me and she was like, ghost. She was like, <gasps> like so embarrassed. And she just walked away. Like oh literally my God. walked thought- away. Did you like pull it on accident or are you just trying to flick it well, off? I was or? trying to flick it off and then I was about to pull it and I was like trying to pull it out. But then she went to go and she tried to pull it because she saw it. But when she pulled it, it tugged. And I, that's when we realized, oh my God, you have a neck hair that is like an inch and a half off. And I don't know if she shaves her face, but she clearly missed a spot. And it was, it was long. It was a strong neck hair that was just right there. And I was like, oh no. This next clip comes from... Episode 9, titled, Do the Lashes Cost Money? Yes, they do. And it's with my interview with Austin Mark, a makeup artist. And he actually now has his own podcast that he co-hosts. And that podcast is called Blood, Sweat, and Careers. So check them out. They are on Instagram and on streaming platforms. This particular story is kind of furry. On to your next horror story, your customers who seem to be very fond of you. Yes. Stalkers. (laughs) Um, Which isn't a laughing matter, but the way you said it was funny. um, Actual stalkers are a problem. Um, And... I mean, in this situation, I I have had multiple clients over the years who became, like, fond of me in a way that didn't feel super comfortable. <laughs> um, but I did have a, a customer at that same store at, in the same time period, mm-hmm. actually. Um, a customer who definitely made me feel uncomfortable about, like, how excited she was to see me and the regularity with which she had decided to see me. She started to come see me every day on her lunch break. Oh my gosh. And it was literally like a daily occurrence. And if I was working with somebody else, she would still just sort of wait around mm-hmm. for me to finish. It it eventually did get to a place that was super uncomfortable. And she started to make comments that were like sort of crossing the line. Um, Do you think she was trying to date you or she just wanted a friend? Like, I think it got to a place where she maybe had like a little bit of a crush on me. And it wasn't like, I mean, she was probably in her 60s. I was 20, like obviously gay. That like wasn't a secret. <laughs> um, but I think she did sort of have a crush and made some some comments mm-hmm. along the lines of like her thinking I was cute or whatever. And then it just, it it got very weird. Um, and then the weirdest thing, I think, towards the end um, was that on the day that I wasn't working, she came in and was talking to, I think, my counter manager at the time or one of my coworkers who worked in the same bay with me. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was going to bring in her ferrets <laughs> uh, and introduce them to me. Oh, my God. Um, she... <laughs> and i I, she had mentioned them before i knew she had like something crazy like seven (laughs) ferrets um and she was going to bring them in in like a baby stroller and introduce them to me and thankfully she never did but i just remember hearing about it afterwards my coworker being like uh so-and-so said she's gonna bring in her ferrets (laughs) to introduce you to them 
I was like, if this bitch brings in seven rodents in a baby carriage, I will lose my whole mind. <laughs> and luckily she never did that. My last and final clip comes from my interview with Nina Marie, a makeup artist from Southern California. And this is from episode 10 titled, A Customer Tried to Fight Me. So she goes over things that you can do to avoid that situation and here it is like what advice would you give to makeup artists who maybe a customer is getting really irate or they want to fight them or like what advice do you have for artists in that situation i mean it's kind of hard because in the moment like when it's happening you almost i mean i guess it depends on your personality but like you just you kind of black out because you're like oh my god <laughs> like is this really freaking happening right now at work so I, I had to step away I tried to to stop it before it escalated I tried to step away and be like you know I think my manager will be able to help you better you know because I didn't want it to get worse than what it was we were both already pretty frustrated and especially mm -hmm. after she had said what she said I definitely was flustered and I guess yeah of course I was like having attitude back with her because I was upset so I, I would say the best thing you can do is just remove yourself from the situation grab a manager and let a manager deal with it don't put yourself in that situation where a customer is going to grab something and throw it at you or try to drag you outside and fight <laughs> you it's not it's not worth losing your job over just hand it over to your manager and you know let them deal with it the way they're going to deal with it and most of the time it's going to be trying to make that customer happy so that they don't complain or don't write a bad review or something you know so that's pretty solid advice yeah. um i like when you said you blacked out because it's like <laughs> i i've gotten mad before <laughs> like you do Aww. like you go blind you and do. then you, you have an out of body red. yeah like an out of body experience exactly <laughs> have you seen like um that one what is it that one show raised by wolves on hbo i think it is no but i've heard of it i do know what you're talking about but i actually haven't watched it yeah so she um this like android robot lady she takes out mm -hmm. her eyes and then she puts in like these like crazy scary eyes that transform her into like a killer machine oh my so, god like, so i almost feel like it reminds me of that like <laughs> Yeah, like you go blind, yeah, you turn no, into this true. other yeah. thing, and then your you eyes like... just turn red and turn into lasers or something. <laughs> yes, her eyes turn into lasers. Uh huh. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Oh it's God. like, like, um, yeah, you it's just like instant reaction to want to fight this lady back and like go off on her, but then you have to remember, like, I'm at work, I need to keep it together, keep my cool, and you just don't expect for things like that to happen at work, you know, at your your yeah. place of business your place of you know where <laughs> what's your sign I guess my sign like my zodiac sign mm -hmm. I am my Sagittarius sun uh I think Libra rising and a Pisces moon oh that is so much I don't even know what any yeah. of that is <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius girl <laughs> okay I'm like are they you supposed to be feisty or oh my gosh Sagittarius is yes they <laughs> are wild free spirit um just all over the place like we're the wild child of of the zodiac signs okay. for sure so it's it's in my my natural like my dna to pop off so it was very hard and then also girl i come from santa Ana. okay like santa Ana is the hood 
I know it about is Santa in Anna. my blood. Yes, it is in my blood to pop off. So you can imagine the struggle to, you know, keep it professional. And that brings you the end of my 2020 recap for Swatch of Horrors. Some of my key moments of the interviews that I've conducted in 2020 from the various beauty professionals. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. It really keeps me going when I hear from you, when I get ratings, when I connect with other podcasters. So I just want to give a few shout outs to some other podcasters that I've built a network with in terms of just supporting each other, talking to each other, DMing, really just encouraging each other. And I want to shout out a few podcasts. So Novelas con Cafecito, Spooky Tales, Homo in Training, Latinos Who Lunch, Blood, Sweat, and Careers, Friends in Beauty, and The Horrible People's Podcast. And lastly, I wanted to shout out Podcasts in Color. You can find them uh, on Google, online, anywhere to find more podcasts run by people of color it's a really cool directory shout out to barry thank you so much for all that you do for just really bringing more representation and amplifying all of our voices thank you so much for all the work that you do and all the resources you provide all of us podcasters from the goodness of your heart just a disclaimer, none of those podcasts or resources are officially associated with me, but they have either shouted me out on their podcast, they've either uh, encouraged me in some way, shape, or form, and engaged with my content. They, they're they just people I want to thank and shout out officially. So thank you. And let's make 2021 a better year. Stay healthy. You know, just... Just, you know, take care of yourself. Swatch of Horrors on Instagram or Twitter. That's Swatch of Horrors. Email me at swatchofhorrors at gmail.com. I would love to hear you. Rate, review, subscribe. Give a rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Send me your letters. I want to hear from you. I want to read your horror stories on this show. Again, thank you so much for giving me something to look forward to well that sounds kind of like um, like cryptic um thank you for giving me a project um thank you for giving me the motivation to continue this project and to keep going and to entertain you and to get you through your morning commute or your quarantine or whatever it is Thank you so much and let's have a good year.